That's the topics we're going to talk about. And that's one thing I love hitting guests with is I just like hitting that record button. Hey, welcome yes, to the Protectors you. Podcast. I have my good friend Alex on today. Gosh, when did you come on last, man? It's been a few years. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, well, it's probably, it's been February of 2020. It was, oh, wow. it was right before COVID because it was yeah. the 75th Iwo Jima anniversary in D.C.? I guess it was the last one that yeah. uh, we were able to take Woody to before the whole country shut down. And, and then uh, it all kind of, you know, the world changed around for there. But I believe it was there in DC, February of 2020. I want to say it was. Yeah. Talk about being around someone that just gives you this like awestruck ability. It was yeah. Woody, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's still, he's still with us in, uh, in heart and, you know, and spiritually, uh, with us and, uh, you know, and carrying out, uh, his vision and mission is, is definitely important. And, uh, it keeps us, uh, especially as a Marine, you know, it keeps me, keeps me motivated, uh, keeps me, uh, I know there's, there's times when I'll be sitting at my desk or something and I can like, I can hear him like in my ear, uh, you know, yelling at me and, and things. So, but, uh, well, all with good love, but, uh, we, we miss him dearly, but, uh, but he still is very, very much so present. Well, the thing about it being three years is I've watched you and that's a great thing about social media is you can kind of like watch someone progress and someone yeah. like grow and, and your growth factor. And when I first met you there and we interviewed and everybody really, I'll try to find out that episode number. We'll drop it in below in the comments, Yeah, but following your progress, you know, with the Woody Williams foundation, you went on to become the director of programs. You've done so much with that organization. And I kind of think that that being in that role kind of gave you a little business acumen. It, it kind did. of got you into the, cause like a lot of people don't realize like running a nonprofit is a business. It is a business. That is for sure. It's a, uh, um, it's, it's a, it, yes. I mean, I, I really don't know another word to put it, but running a nonprofit, uh, it's passion and business. Uh, and if you, if you have the heart and soul to be able to put those two together, um, you know, you can do a lot of really good things, uh, uh, in life and, and really support, um, um, individuals out there. So, um, but you are correct. Yes. Um, been kind of a nonprofit my, my whole career, really. Um, you know, even when I started as a young, a young kid, uh, you know, in the boy Scouts and kind of went up and, you know, earned that Eagle Scout rank and learning from a young age community involvement and how important that is, um, uh, to being successful. Let's, and, and, let's pause right there all right, with the all right. Eagle Scout. I know, I believe in the army back in the old days when I went in is you could go in as an E3. Was that the same way with the Marines? So with the Marine Corps, I don't know if it's different now, but when I went through, when I joined in 2007, because I was an Eagle Scout, I went into the Marine Corps already as an E2. Oh, okay. um, so I, if I was to, I believe this still may be, but I don't know, there might be Marines out there that watch this and be like, no, it's not, but I, I don't know. Um, but if you were to become the honor graduate, they would always give you a, a next rank. But if you were contract E2, which is probably first class, if you were coming in, then they would have given you either um, E3 or they would have kept you at E2. Um, I'm not 100% sure what they do now. But uh, they got me wondering. Yeah, but uh, but as because I was an Eagle Scout, yes, I did. Um, I I did get one rank higher 
being so I thought that was kind of cool, you know, graduating boot camp as an E2, which still to this day is kind of like you're still a basic boot, which is fine, mm-hmm. you know. But at that time, at 19 years old, I was like, yeah, well, I'm not an E1. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. And now I have to wonder, I'm like, was it E3 or was it E2? I can't remember. Yeah, but it's really cool. Like in the army, it was like if you bring in someone to join with you. Then they'll order it automatically give you mosquito yeah. wings like E2. So my um I remember my recruiter and hey, you know what? Statue of limitations are worth. He's like, it just write this dude's name down. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now you're an E2. I'm like, really? Right, like, right. Okay. Yeah, man. But yeah. yeah, I've seen you like with the Woody Williams Foundation getting into that. But then, you know, we were talking about before we hit record was about being able to your reservist and being able to do things while you're reservist still. I remember those drill weekends, man. And it was always like, it seems like there's two weeks before, like, you know, always building up to get to that weekend. Yeah. You know, and, and it's almost, you know, one week in a month, two weeks a year. And, uh, and as you progress, you know, you start out your career, you kind of already know when those weekends are going to be. And so you're already stressing out about it, trying to move around your civilian jobs or your family time and everything. Um, you, know, you still birthdays and holidays, you know, the military still doesn't, you know, doesn't care. It's still going to happen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, it's an all volunteer force. Um, you kind of going into it, you know, what you're getting yourself into and you should have a little bit of those expectations, but, um, but being a reservist, I mean, you know, it, you know, still, uh, as a reservist, uh, here today, um, you know, 15 years, uh, in the Marine Corps and, uh, still been able to kind of finagle my way around of understanding, uh, you know, the real world as it is and still being able to live, you know, that double life, you know, kind of knowing it's like a light switch. You got to know when to turn it on and turn it off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people, you know, give me grief all the time because I've always got a beard or my hair's a little bit longer, whatever it may be. And it's like, hey, 99.9% of the time I'm a civilian. I have a life. I have a family. And then when it comes time to put that uniform on, absolutely. Let's go back to living up to those expectations and regulations. Um, but um, but still knowing that, uh, you know, the, the turnover rate for reservists, uh, you know, especially in the Marine Corps is just so high. I mean, most people do their, I'm guessing, you know, still six years. A reserve is probably still six years uh, obligation of one week in a month, two weeks a year. And, and, you know, and they get out or um, if you're active, even active duty, you know, four years and people are done. Um, So a lot has changed uh, over, um, you know, especially, you know, the course of my 15 year career um, in the Marine Corps. a A lot has changed and a lot of things will continue to change. It's whether or not you have the discipline and the mindset to be able to go along with that change. Uh, what is it to you? What do you want to see uh, in life at, in the long run at the end game? And it becomes part of you. Yes. You know, you're, and especially with Marines, you're always a Marine. You never right. say you're a former Marine or anything. I, I've learned my right. lesson a long time ago. <laughs> That's right. Long What's time ago. You know, the thing too, is you had a different career too, is as far as your responsibility, roles and responsibilities in the Marines, because you were injured. I was, I was, um, yeah, definitely um, something I was not. Uh, uh, you know, I hope that nobody um, has to go through or, or want to experience. Um, but that is correct. Yeah, um, you know, I was wounded um, in, on one of my deployments um, overseas, and uh, it did. It was it was very eye opening. 
uh, for me, you know, both uh, physically and mentally. I'll, I definitely uh, will, you know, have come along over the years. At least I would like to think so. And I know my wife would, um, you know, definitely say, you know, I'm struggling a little bit on, uh, you know, the mental health side, but uh, I've, I've started to really kind of, you know, understand where that has played a major factor um, uh, within, you know, my recovery and, and my long-term initiatives and goals. But being wounded definitely was something that was a, a little bit of a setback, uh, but it was also something that opened my eyes and made it uh, kind of turned it positive. Um, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, there's a lot other Marines and or military individuals out there, you know, past, um, present. And, and I know there will be service members in the future um, that will be wounded, um, you know, whether it's uh, minor, whether it's something severe or whether it's something that's completely life altering. And so I am very blessed that, um, that, you know, my wounds were, you know, obviously sustained, but yet I was able to recover, um, kind of in a different pace and, and, and be able to still do some of the things that uh, I've always been able to do. So I'm very blessed. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, as I do have quite a few friends over my career in the military that I've met, um, that are amputees and, or that have other, uh, restricting, uh, disabilities that, uh, render themselves, uh, physically and mentally. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very near and dear to them. I'm very humbled, uh, to know them and to, uh, to be there for them whenever they want. It's kind of a therapeutic for me, honestly. Um, I see myself as understanding what they've gone through, but not necessarily understanding it, but yet being there for them and, and just understanding them in general as, as they are still a person. They're still What's here with it? us today. Well, I tell you what, Alex, that's one of the reasons you wanted to come on the show. And I wanted to have you back on yeah. the show too, was to talk about, Though you can be injured, though your time in service may be over, you may still be serving. That's right. You can have another mission. You can have another objective. And I really, and you know, hence me starting a podcast. This is my mental health break. This yeah. gives me time to, you know, you with the Woody Williams Foundation. And before that, when you're volunteering with that, with, you're always helping others out. And you're always finding something to help others out, whether that's important, your, what you've been doing. And how you're doing it and how you deal with the stress and the mental health, but also starting a small business. That's yeah. like your mission. That's like your your mission now. I mean, yes, you have the reservists. Yes, you have the foundation. But you needed your – to me, it seemed like you needed your own thing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the way I looked at it and, and you kind of, you kind of hit, you know, hit it perfect is uh, kind of trying to find out who you really are. You know, I look at it as uh, you know, finding your cause, uh, you know, like something to the point to where, you know, I've got it. I've got it tattooed on my arm, you know, Woody, uh, Woody always said, you know, the cause is greater than I. And so um, what is your cause? Find your cause. And when you find that cause, put it to use, right? His cause is to, uh, or, or excuse me, is, is was to, you know, ensure that Gold Star families would never ever be forgotten we all too often we understand you know even as a service member myself um who have lost uh friends uh either in service line of duty or even uh, when they've you know become veterans or they've come home and they're not on the front lines and and they've ultimately made that sacrifice is is yes they should be honorable and we should honor them continue day in and day out but let's not also forget that those families have sacrificed their loved ones in service to our country. So Woody's vision and mission and Woody's cause is to ensure that that is never, ever 
forgotten. And that's what kind of made me kind of fall into more of understanding and relating a little bit more to that, not just because we were both Marines and we both had that experience in losing friends, but because it was something that was more therapeutic to us. And, and for us to be able to kind of take that and run with it and find a way, find a cause to, to be able to make sure that that is lived and carried out day in and day out. And like you had said, um, you know, it, it is something that's a passion of mine and, uh, and, and, you know, the Marine Corps has always been, uh, something, you know, that I've wanted to do ever since I was little. Uh, I've always wanted to be in the military. I was a military brat. I mean, my dad was, you know, different branch of service. He was also one of those shiny collar officer guys. And, uh, you know, I decided to go a completely different route. You know, I decided to go enlisted on the Marine Corps side. And uh, so I knew that was always going to be within my life, whether that was going to be a, a one tour thing or whether I was going to stick around for the long haul and at least do 20 and then make a decision. Um, but then, you know, also too, uh, you know, with all of that combined and together and kind of just my motivation, my mindset and the morale that I had, you know, I always wanted to see what it was like to to be your own boss or to to establish something completely out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, I've read all these books and, and, and podcasts and everything, and it's something that always relates to me. The same thing is, is anybody can start a business. Anybody can start a small business. It's easy. But running a small business and making that small business successful is where your skills you know, and your, let's, let's talk and about your mindset have to come into play and your let's talk about have that, to then kind of check in. So, And I feel like the Marine Corps and I feel like, you know, with working in the, the community nationwide uh, with, with uh, you know, nonprofit, again, nonprofit as a business and growing a nonprofit to do what's right and what's good, you know, to become successful is just putting all those uh, tactics to use and intend to make that happen. But, you know, like I said, starting a business is easy. Running a business and making it successful is a completely different story. Well, you know, your small business is very cool. <laughs> you know, there's a time in it's my unique. life. It's, it's, I, I love it. There was a time in my life when I, I, may, I thought I may not be in the government for much longer. And I was looking at, you know what I want to do? I want to get a fire truck and I want to make pizza, like a pizza <laughs> fire right. truck. But then when I saw you start this business at the, um, the tap tavern truck, that's right. Like, you know, that's a damn good business idea. Yeah. It's Cause definitely... who doesn't, I mean, who does, I mean, yeah, you can get a keg, you could do this, mm-hmm. you could do that, but something unique. So let's talk about like the, the, where that initial concept of the operation come in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so <laughs> something different, right. And, um, so the tap tavern truck, it's uh, you know, what we, we what I decided to go with and what my wife and I decided to kind of put things in is we decided to go with a classic truck and then do a flatbed and then build out like a bar on the back of it where you had beer taps. Right. So it, it could be a, it's a so it's a mobile bar service. It's a unique way to serve. Uh, not just alcohol, really. I mean, we could do anything that uh, can be hooked to a keg in the CO2 tank. Uh, so now you're talking about cold brew. You're talking about um, uh, 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 soft drinks, water, wine, bourbon. Being from Kentucky, uh, you know, we can pour bourbon out of that thing. And so it's one of those um, it's one of those unique ways of allowing people the opportunity to really kind of spice up their event or their party or their gathering 
or make it something unique to a, a wedding. Uh, the truck in itself, it's classic, it's rustic. It kind of fits a theme of what I guess is popular now, according to my wife and, and understanding the wedding and the, the female uh, thing with uh, photos and, and everything. So uh, a lot of our weddings that we do, they utilize the truck as a lot of their backgrounds for their wedding photos. So, um, so yeah, so, um, <clears throat> it all kind of rolls in again, of finding your cause and very, again, very grateful for, you know, the Woody Williams foundation and Woody and kind of, the, he, he put me in a position to be able to honor families, uh, around the nation at, uh, outreach events and, 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 and partner events of bringing monuments to local communities to educate, uh, about people, about the foundation and go start family. So people have been having these big events, these concerts, uh, out at these private uh, lands. Uh, well, I ran into a, a you know a buddy of mine that over the years um, he was a chairman of a project that brought a Gold Star Families Memorial Monument to his community, and now he's he's doing another he's doing two or three other projects. So he's been a great big supporter of ours. Started his own um, his own brewery, and uh, and one of his beers that he has is uh, it's called the Fallen, and. Um, and what he does is he has a can that the label has a service member uh, name, a date that they sacrificed their lives for our country and their their rank and military branch they served in that have passed away. And each beer that is purchased is donated back to his foundation that in that in turn supports the Woody Williams Foundation for bringing Gold Star Families Memorial Monuments. His name is Dave Keener with One Family Brewery, and uh, he really great guy, really a, just amazing individual who is very very veteran and family supportive. And uh, is that the one out here in? Virginia. In Lovettsville, Virginia. Yeah, that's where I met you yeah. guys. Up. We met. Yeah, up there. we yeah. we we had you come out there for that dedication that yeah. one year. Yeah. So uh, so Dave, he uh, he's building a brewery out there. One family, as we all you know, one family, you know, kind of coming mm-hmm. together. And so uh, he is he's an awesome individual. He's very supportive to his community and his families. And so he um, started a, a beer truck because he started this brewery, but didn't really have the brewery built yet, but he had all, but he had this beer. So he had this beer truck. And, uh, so he started traveling around and doing a lot of events and selling his beer and marketing his beer. And he was helping do that as a fundraiser for us. And so I was like, man, that is so cool. Like, what can I do to help you? And getting into it. And long story short, he's running on three years now of doing this freedom celebration in September. And it's on 9-11 weekend to to, to celebrate um, the lives of those individuals who unfortunately were sacrificed on that day. And all of those individuals who, who, you know, went to defend our countries to be able to have the freedoms that we have. So we're, it's a big celebration of life and it's a, uh, um, you know, something that we do to support uh, the foundation. And so he asked me to come out one year and like M see this concert and i was like what i was like i'm like i can't do that and then i was like wait a second yes i can so you know we were out there we were help raising money for you know local community uh there in lovettsville with some uh nonprofits as well as uh, uh to help raise money for the gold star families memorial monument and one thing led to another we just we just kind of bonded and became really good friends and he started a beer truck. And so he kind of, we just got to talk in. And so living in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, obviously I'm not going to be a competition to him. I did my, uh, I did my research and I looked in around the area and no one uh, really has a beer truck like mine. Uh, there are some, you know, we're horse country, right? We're horse country in basketball. So a lot of, 
my competition, you know, they're horse trailers uh, or starting gate trailers, which are pretty cool. Like I've seen them. They're actually really, really, they did it. They've done it really, really well, but mine is just, I'm just, I'm just different. I'm, I'm more, mine's more mobile. You don't have to pull anything behind it. Now let's, before we get too deep into that, I want to know, like, like I was saying before, I wanted to get a a truck and I wanted to do this. I want to do that. I mean, let's start from the bare bones, man. Where did you get the truck and how did you get this thing going, man? Yeah. So, uh, and I'm going to steal this concept because I'm retiring next week. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, maybe, maybe I won't we, be writing your podcast. Together, and you know? if you don't see me on a podcast anymore, you know, so I'm out there like, yeah, you know, maybe we can come together. Maybe I'll we can have a coffee. You this. know what I'll make? I'll make a coffee truck. Imagine a mobile coffee. Huh. There you go. Yeah. I, I think it would truck. do well, especially where you live. Yeah, like in around your area, absolutely. It can't be like a regular box truck. It's got to be unique. So let's let's do a concept Something here. Let's different. say yeah. I'm gonna have a, a mobile coffee truck, maybe like an ambulance. Ambulance would be cool. Ambulance, or, or do your fire truck. Get a get a small fire truck. Oh, that'd be cool. It could be like the Protectors Foundation, and all the coffee I sell yes. is gonna go towards a the foundation. There you go. There, you know what? You start hitting up like farmers markets. You yeah. start hitting up the state fair. See. Oh, the fire truck would go. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Huh. I think okay. you. I think you got. I think. You, I think we got it. Maybe, maybe we could become investors or something. Yeah, there we go. We will crowdfund this thing. <laughs> I'm right. serious. You know, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, because I love coffee. I'd like. You know, okay. I, I have to say this. Starbucks. I can't do it, man. Like I'll if it's if it's a pinch. Yeah, it's a pinch. I'll go. But um, I have a friend who got me into like you know you you should check out these different coffee mm-hmm. places. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I do. I need to well, try. It's, and that's why like, yeah. really popular. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm writing up an article now. It's going to be about like the origins of coffee, like from point A to point B to point C yeah. until it gets in. It's okay, man, we got it. But now yeah. let's turn back to you because you got the truck and the, and because, you know, I'm reading like your bio, I'm reading all this and it's like, obviously you're a Marine. So your you know, your backstory is, was it the ton tavern? Yeah, Ton Tavern. So obviously as a Marine and for all the Marines that are out there and which I think everyone should learn this in grade school, you know, and I'll probably get a lot of hate for it, but whatever. Uh, you know, Marine, we were founded in a bar, right? So what better thing to kind of have something that's unique and uh, something that kind of fits along the lines of what we want to do. And so one of my biggest things when I joined the Marine Corps is, you know, you have all these big motivational sayings like raw or raw or simplify or yut and kill and all this. Well, I don't know. For some reason, out of nowhere, one day I just said ton tavern and I just it just stuck with me. And so every time someone's always like, all right, we're going to go do this with raw, I'm like ton tavern. <laughs> and so I just ton tavern was always my thing. And that was just my motivational thing after I said everything or you know, whatever it may be. And uh, I it just ran with it. And um, so when I came back from one of the freedom celebrations there in Lovettsville, Virginia, one family brewery, um, you know, I was like, well, I wonder if we can do it. So I looked around and didn't really see anything here uh, locally in the Louisville, Kentucky uh, uh, you know, area or even the state for that matter. And <laughs> And I was like, well, I would have no idea like what to call this thing. And we started looking around, you know, of course we found some flatbed trucks, you know, they were like 1970, 80s, you know, so, but it wasn't anything that I was like, I could probably just paint this or change out the windows, make it look more rustic, like a military vehicle. But I was like, no, that's not, I I don't know if I can do that. So then my wife had this idea of just like, well, how about we go like classic, like classic, classic. 
So then I started looking. I was like, I don't have $50,000 to pay for a classic nice truck just to tear it up and make it a bar, you know? Well, I, I don't know. It must have been just by like the grace of God or something. But we were on Google and we searched it and found this beautiful green, like, it was, I don't even know what kind of green it is, to be honest with you. Uh, classic 1949 uh, uh, pickup truck flatbed. Um, it was originally purchased um, as a farm truck back in 1949. The original owner kept it for about 50 years. The guy that I bought it from was a construction guy um, in, in the panhandle of Idaho. And he kind of fixed it up a little bit, made it look more classic and made it real nice. And he basically uh, was getting to the point to where his wife was like, you're going to have to start selling these cars and trucks because I'm tired of you saying you're retired (laughs) and you spend more time with these vehicles. And so when I called the guy and inquired about it, he actually got teared up a little bit and was like, hey, I'm just not going to sell these trucks to anybody. I need to know what you're going to do with it. I need to know where it's going to happen. And I gave him, I told him the idea. Well, he was a... uh, uh, he was in the army and he got drafted in Vietnam. So he, you know, so we had this military connection. I told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, you know what? I'll be honest with you. He's like, I already sold the truck to a guy uh, down in Florida, but haven't really heard much from him and everything. So I'm going to contact him and see if I can just give him his deposit back. And, you know, because it's just, cause I'd, I'd much rather the truck go to you. And sure enough, he calls me back like two weeks later, says he got all that worked out. And uh, sold me the truck, and I had the truck within like two weeks, and uh, and then COVID hit, so then it got prolonged and all that. No, and then, uh, what, now that, is a truck drivable, or is it? Mean, yes. Like oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a four speed. Yep. It's it's definitely drive. You got to double clutch it, granny shift it. I mean, oh yeah. Now is this like a column four speed, four speed on a column, or like on? Yeah, a Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's oh, not it's three awesome. On, it's not three on yeah. three. It's on a column. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's fun to drive. I'm the only one that can really drive it. My wife won't drive it. One, it's actually very difficult to drive if you don't if you don't mm-hmm. actually know how to do it. Um, but uh, but it is very very fun. Uh, we do drive it. My kids love it. Uh, driving around in the neighborhood, I let the kids like ride like in the little couch seat, you know, uh, next to me. But uh, but the fact that like the bar that when I built the bar system on the back, the fact that it all goes together in one. Yeah, let's talk about that. So yeah. you get the truck, you get it there, and it's a basic pickup truck, right? Well, it was a flatbed, yeah. So okay, it was flatbed. it was a flatbed, yep. And so he, the guy that I had purchased it from had put a hydraulic system on it so that like the back of the bed oh, would okay. be like a dump truck yeah. almost. And he, so he had already like kind of built it out, refurbished all of the wood and the paneling and all that. And I just took the railings off and I built this gigantic box cooler. On it. Now, did you build it? So I designed it. Okay. And, uh, I helped, I helped build it, but, um, I, I had a gentleman who's a good family friend of ours, who is a carpenter, um, uh, that I worked with and helped pay my way. You know, bro, uh, we're going deep in this, man. You can't just say, yeah, I designed yeah. it. I, designed no, it. I no, want to no. know. I mean, like, and we need to, you know what, this needs to be on YouTube, man. You need to get, you after yeah. this, I want you to go out there. I want some B roll footage of this truck. I want everybody right. to see what's going on. But designing, because me, I like to get a sketch out of like, okay, like with my fire truck thing, I was like, okay, man, I'm going to put this there and there everywhere. But like when you're talking booze, man, it's like you need, you're going to need what, what do you need? I mean, is it just like, so we had to set set it up to where, 
um, it was going to be feasible and accessible to do all things, right? We didn't want it to just be one thing only. Uh, that was the, because we didn't want to like exclude ourselves to only doing certain types of events. We wanted it to be something to where we can have, we can set this truck up anywhere and we can start pouring beer. And so I did it to where we designed it where I can have six different beers on there, six different taps. So you built it out to where in the back, um, you know, you have to have obviously a space for your keg, um, whether or not you want to put a kegerator system in there. Or for me, um, I put a, a cattle bin to where I just put the kegs in like you were oh, like at, at a frat house or something and dump it all with ice and water. Because uh, okay. even if it's during hot in the summer and that wa- that ice melts, that water is still cool. And yeah, so I, so I was wondering about like refrigeration. Like, yeah, so I don't have to have uh, – and now I do have a generator that I built into it, but I don't necessarily – to pour beer, I don't necessarily have to have any electricity because I don't have to plug the generator or the uh, kegerator into anything. I don't have to worry about it getting too hot, overheating, and blowing up and then losing all of our coolness. So I – I'm old school, man. And honestly, it's worked out for the best because even in the end, I just dump it and slide it right on back in and just pack everything in. And I can hold up to six different kegs at one time. So I can do six different beers at one time. Um, you know, obviously I got my CO2 tanks and all my regulators and all my hose lines and everything that I've, um, that I've run and built. And I've put everything to kind of flow to one corner. Uh, of the truck to kind of keep it all separate. And then I've left myself some room and some storage in the back. I insulated in everything so that it can all be closed up and, uh, and it stays cool in there. Now, when I'm talking about like a party, you got six, and these are full size kegs. I can do kegs, half kegs. So to do all six, typically I do quarter kegs or six kegs. Um, I can do and one and one cattle bin for, for space and I guess ice purposes and move around, I can do three okay. full size kegs, which are considered half barrels, but I can do up to six half barrels. If I put another um, bin inside there, what's party? So when you like, I hire you out, you know, I got a party. I got what, how many, what are we talking about? Like a hundred people here? 50. Our opportunities are endless for me, man. Um, you know, so uh, our parties do range, you know, 75 to a couple hundred people. Oh, wow. um, we do we do big tailgates that have a couple hundreds of people. We do a lot of uh, we partner with a lot of breweries and do a lot of uh, concerts, uh, local concerts here to the community. Um, uh, one big thing that we are excited about is we have two big uh, music festivals up here in Louisville. One's called Bourbon and Beyond and the other one's called Louder Than Life. And uh, we've partnered with some individuals there where we drive our truck and we set up as a vendor and uh, we just get to porn, man. Okay, man. I'm, I'm kind of sold yeah. now. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah I, cause I, to me, I'm looking at the truck and I'm like, okay, is he doing refrigeration? Is it, how's he getting his own? But keeping it simple like that's awesome, man. Very, very simple, very cost effective, um, minimizes my cost tremendously. My overhead, uh, little to none. And, uh, for me, I took a risk. Uh, I, you know, I looked at my wife and I was just like, if we're going to do this, we're going to go hard or go home. And we took a risk and, um, you know, we, we just put a lot of our savings into it. We didn't take out any loans. We didn't take out anything. And we just said, if we're going to do this, you know, we, we've got to prove to ourselves that we can do it and, and not rely on anyone else. And so, uh, we did, we dumped uh, a lot of our savings into it and, and decided to grow it. And we've been, 
we've been in business for three years, but operational really for two. And uh, we have been progressing tremendously and uh, and it's taken off quicker than we expected. And which is a good thing. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it, it brings the pe- it brings people together. It's a uh, it's a community driven uh, business. You know, with me, I've got I'm a talker. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so, like I've got to be like in front of people. I've got to. Yeah, be, I know you mean. You know, man. And for and for me too as well. Just with my community relations background and volunteering and nonprofit. Um, if you book with us, if you do us, if you do a party with us or some type of service, whatever it may be, uh, we donate uh, proceeds uh, from your booking. Um, to a nonprofit of your choice. So if you're a nonprofit and you come to me and say, hey, we want you to do our golf scramble fundraiser, here's what we'll pay you. Well, I will in turn turn right around and in your name or whatever it may be, and I will donate a certain portion of the proceeds that you just did back to your organization. Or let's say you're having a, a wedding and uh, you work for a nonprofit or you're, there's a nonprofit that's near and dear to your heart or just some, some community organization, uh, whether it's a school or a private school, whatever it may be, uh, we will donate a certain – if you book with us, we will donate a certain portion of those proceeds to that organization that you wish or to that school. If you don't have anyone, obviously we have a few that we recommend that we would be more than happy to donate to. Um, but no matter what, uh, if you book a service with us one way or another, uh, some of those funds are going to go back to a, a, a community involved organization. PTAs. They like our PTAs always like, Oh, they're going to do a bar crawl. I'm like, Oh, bar crawl. What am I like 50 years old? But you know, Hey, if you want to like roll up a truck and do something somewhere else, my God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Private parties are huge. People who, uh, when the weather's out nice and they, you know, their local uh, street or cul-de-sac or whatever, they all get together on a Friday night or once a month. Um, You know, they all pull out in the cul-de-sac, let the kids Hmm. play or over at somebody's house, um, you know, instead of just having, uh, coolers full of beer or whatever it may be. It's something different for them, you know, and, uh, they hire me to come out and I, I can bring them tapped beer. You know, they don't have to have bottle or can. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and a lot of times, you know, they give them the opportunity to pour their own beer. I mean, they don't, you would, you would, you would think that like, it would be like a kid in a candy store when adults get up there and they're like, you're gonna let me pour my own beer. Like I've, <laughs> I've never poured my own beer before. And so like they get that, that you know energy of being able to do that and so it's something different it's something unique um you know a lot of corporate uh, uh companies that have a pre- uh, employee appreciation days or they have uh, an event uh for instance we we do some events for uh, our local harley davidson and their bike nights and mm-hmm. their fundraisers they have us come up there to you know to serve their bikers and uh it's just on on fundraising events and so it's it's really just very very unique and open and i've always said the opportunities are endless if it, no matter what we can make your party or we can make whatever event you have we'll we'll bring it to life it, it we will because you're not just getting the truck Right. Yeah. You're getting you're getting the whole package. We're going to market for you. We're going to advertise mm-hmm. for you. We're going to make sure that your guests, um, you know, they they're having fun. They're laughing. Uh, we're joking around with them, you know, so we're going to make sure that, you know, the entertainment. You're not uh, going to get the beer snob yeah. attitude. That's right. Yeah. You're going to get some fun, fun atmosphere. So here's where the advertisement comes in for you is like, how do people book this? Yeah. So um, right now, really, the majority of um, of our booking and everything is just social media uh, doing things like this, you know, talking with you, um, word of mouth. And so uh, to be able to find us the quickest, 
is uh, to Google us uh, at, uh, you know, Tap Tavern Truck or um, go online at taptaverntruck.com. All of our social media handles are at Tap Tavern Truck. So uh, if you type in Tap Tavern Truck and you see a green truck with beer taps up there, you know you're in the right place. So, but uh, yeah, mainly social media and just uh, word of mouth and just talking about it um, has been our our main source of just really getting it out there. And it's been doing uh, great work for us. It's been uh, tremendous. Um, And the other thing that we uh, that I forgot to mention as well, too, which is probably should be important, is um, if you are military law enforcement or medical professional in your career and you book with us, uh, we up off the top, we automatically give a 10% discount, just 100% off the top. If you're a nurse, if you work in a hospital, cause we feel, you know, we started this business during COVID. We saw what nurses and the medical professionals and uh, first responders went through. And, uh, you know, just being military myself, I didn't join the military to for the rest of my life, get that 10% discount. I, that's not what I joined for, but now as a small business owner, um, I, I you mean want, the Applebee's discount? You don't want to wait till right. like Veterans Day? That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to be on the other end of that. I wanted to know what it was like to be able to offer those types of services also. And so, um, and I felt that the military just shouldn't be the only ones as although, I mean, yes, our military is great. And we're very appreciative of all those, you know, who have served and, uh, and who are going to continue to serve. But, um, but, you know, our medical professionals and our, our first responders, law enforcement, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters, and all them, they deserve just as much as, as uh, what military does. And so um, if you are in uh, one of those career fields off the top uh, with us, you get an automatic 10% and, uh, and uh, maybe even a little more. Um, so, uh, depending on what you're kind of looking at, doing well, if you mention the protectors podcast or foundation, that's man, right. like 17% now, 12%. That's that's right. 11%. Yeah. Hey, if somebody, <laughs> if somebody comes to me and books, you know, anything of either in my local area or, Hey, if the price is right, I'm willing to take this truck wherever, right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm willing to take it wherever, but if the price is right. And they book with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, their protectors will definitely, uh, uh, be well supported and and well marketed on that one. Oh, brother, I'm glad you have that new mission. I'm, I'm glad you have this yeah. new outlet. It's very therapeutic. Having something that's yours. That's the other yes. thing. Have something. I don't care if it's like me podcasting. This is mine. Mm-hmm. Find something and build it. And you just find this new mission, man. I love it. It is, man. And it, it like I said, it's and you said. You know, it's therapeutic. It's something that uh, that I enjoy doing. It's something that excites me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it excites me knowing the fact that uh, that we're we're getting out in the community. We're getting people to come together. Uh, it's not something that just uh, it feels like you you know you wake up every day and you have to do it. It's like an obligation. It's not an obligation. You know, like I want people to be able to have something that they can come to and enjoy and 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 whether you're a host or, or whether, you know, you're just even at the event, you know, I want you to have a good time and I want it to be different. And I want, I want to find a way, like if I can drive, if you're in the woods somewhere trying to, you know, have a deer camp or something, Hey, if this truck can get back there and you want tapped beer, by God, I'm going to make it happen. I will find a way to make it happen. But I think that's also too, that's also the discipline and the, the Marine in me, right? You know, like I, you give me a mission, you give me a challenge. I ain't backing down from it. I'm going to make sure it happens and I'll die trying to make it happen. So at least I can say that I, I gave it my best shot. 
Absolutely, brother. Everybody, check out the Tap Tavern Truck and at Tap Tavern Truck, or just Google it. You're going to find it. That's right. That's what I always say. Google Tap Tavern Truck. You're going to find it.